0: this morning I have been reading Mark Knoll, um, his book, A History of Christianity in the United States and Canada. Mark Knoll, if you don't know him, is an American historian who wrote all sorts of books. This probably being his biggest and most comprehensive I actually met Mark Knoll uh, a couple times. I met him once in a Sunday school and we happened to sit next to each other and um, he introduced himself to me. Um, I did actually know who he was because he was kind of a familiar face where I was. Um, I'm reading about the fundamentalist modernist controversy which you may have never heard of which is okay and yet it still influences a lot of how we think theologically and just as human beings. This whole idea of right and left would not have been the same without this fundamentalist modernist controversy. Mark Knoll writes uh, well about it in this book and uh, we're gonna talk about it here. So, it's American history time. That's kind of a weird thing to say. It's American history time. It's like, same bat time, same bat channel. (coughs) Hey everybody, welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I am Michael Stewart-Rob, better known as Mike, and this is Conspiracy Commentaries. We're talking about Dallas Willard's The Divine Conspiracy. Uh, thanks to all of you, first of all, who are friends of Sanctus, who make things like this happen. Videos like this and other projects that Sanctus is involved with can't happen without you all who have become friends of our Institute. And for those who want to know more about what that actually means, know about the perks of becoming a friend, check out sanctus.institute and you'll see more about that. Today talking about a section in the divine conspiracy called Gospels of Sin Management. It's in chapter two, which is also called Gospels of Sin Management. It's, One of those very Willard-esque phrases. You probably can't read this book and forget that phrase. First of all, modernist fundamentalist controversy. It shows up here in this section. Um, One, two, three, fourth paragraph down. Modernist fundamentalist controversy. I think it's the only reference to it in this book, but it's a very big deal for it. And precisely because what Dallas Willard is trying to do with his Gospels of sin management, is he's trying to take this this divide that you have, this controversy, which has um, lots of effects into the future. It's a hundred years old, if not older than that for us today, but he's trying to take that and say, well, there's actually a lot more that these two groups have in common than it would seem at first glance. Now we're going to be talking about these two different gospels of sin management as time goes on, first about the the right side, then about the left side. Um, but I want to point out here, because this is kind of an American thing, I want to point out one um, aspect that's a difference between Europe and America. And that difference is that with uh, World War One and World War Two happening mainly in Europe, this was a cause of great despair about European civilization for Europeans. And of course, Americans were concerned, and they did, did lead them to question things. But that same despair about civilization didn't really enter into the American spirit. Americans still had a lot of hope for their country. And that hope was expressed primarily in the form of revolutions and what revolutions could produce, good things, obviously. Of course, Europe has also had revolutions, but Europe by and large has been more become more skeptical of revolutions and what they can actually do for us. Whereas Americans, maybe it's because America started with a revolutionary war and that kind of birthed the nation and it's kind of hard to sort of think oh well that was a bad thing but Americans have tended to be very positive on what revolutions can accomplish and think well you know obviously the answer for our future is yet another revolution. Now when you think about modernists and fundamentalists the left and the right and you think about that emerging in the sort of early parts of the 20th century. I think it's important to think about these as two revolutionary parties, two groups that really were trying to, um, yeah, take over the positions of influence within society. Now, whether that's uh, in church where a lot of this was actually worked out or in maybe more associations, things like media, newspapers, um, or in schools, or more higher-up things such as um, uh, politics. Both sides are trying to have a kind of revolution for their particular ideas and views that sort of gets the upper hand in these positions of power. One of the unfortunate words that gets used in um, in this sort of left-right thing is conservative and it's usually used for the right, Um, but unfortunately, well, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but conservative just doesn't accurately describe what the right's interested in. It isn't conservative, it's revolutionary. It wants change and it wants change in positions of power. Now, another unfortunate word choice for us today is fundamentalist. It made a lot of sense way back then because these were people interested in the basics. You could have called them essentialists or, you know, basicists, which is a stupid word. But in a sense, that's what they were drawing from. They had sort of basic essential tenets, fundamental tenets, all theological tenets um, that they were concerned about. Now today, fundamentalist more means that you're a jerk and maybe have a very small mind or something like that. And that's not, that's certainly a slight on those early fundamentalists. Um, Many of them had a very great mind and um, well, they were very tenacious and ready to fight. But then that was the character of the revolution as well and that interest in fighting was just as much there in the modernist camp as it was in the fundamentalist camp but what's very important to remember is that both have a gospel a vision of what's good and this is the dallas willard point okay that leaves out transformation of life and character okay both of these things are theologies fundamentalist theology modernist theology They probably go by different names today. In fact, they most certainly do, but they're both theologies, their ideas, a vision of the good and both theologies leave out transformation of character and transformation of life. So let's take an example with respect to the gospel on the left. um, It's focused says Dallas on, um, eradication of structural evils of social sins, let's say. It wants to sort of um, neutralize these things. and uh, But the idea is that you could be devoted to that and still be a very messed up person, okay? That gospel, that theology of what's good has nothing to do with who you are and the sort of life that you are leading from day to day and how you interact with the people around you and how you interact with yourself. You can be very, very messed up and still be at that protest. And what Dallas Willard is saying is that this is a matter about how the left thinks. It's also a matter about how the right thinks. It's a theology. And what that means is you're not going to be able to spiritual formation yourself out of this problem. Spiritual formation might help a little bit, but by and large, it's only going to reinforce the theology that you have already taken in. Well, we are going to get into more of this as we keep going through this chapter. Thanks for joining me on this ride and subscribe to the channel or to the podcast, wherever you're listening, watching, and head over to sanctus.institute and check out our almost monthly newsletter and just stay in touch with us generally. So keep reading. See you next time. Bye.